Welcome to the podcast. My name is Father Bill W. I am a, a, an Episcopal priest. I live here in Austin, Texas, and I've had the gift of recovery uh, since, uh, let's see, December the 27th of 1972. Very grateful to um, so many people for, for that gift that uh, truly was given to me. And um, the purpose of these podcasts is to go deeper into the 12-step program, uh, kind of look at some of the psychology that underlies it, some of the, some of the history that uh, it came out of. And uh, the hope is that it will help people uh, to come to a deeper realization of what this transformation process is really all about. Key part of this is the two, for me, is the two-way prayer uh, element of it. And uh, we do have a new uh, video on that. It's on the two-way prayer website. I really encourage you to go and, uh, and watch it. It's about 40 minutes. And it's a process that just changed my life, turned it completely around. Uh, some 30 years ago. So if you're in need of a little turn, uh, might be a good thing to do. In this series, we are uh, looking at the pioneer program of Alcoholics Anonymous. What was it like in the very early days as it uh, originated? Early stages with Bill W., Dr. Bob, the first 100 uh, that that kind of thing. And one of the key elements in it was certainly uh, the four absolutes, the absolutes of honesty, purity, unselfishness. And then in this episode, probably the, the biggest one of all, absolute love. And, and just a little reminder that the absolutes, and AAA makes this very clear, uh, they weren't claims of attainment, but they were goals. Uh, and that by practicing them uh, on a daily basis, uh, moment to moment even, um, they, they resulted in, in that transformation. Uh, and the transformation uh, comes in three levels, at the level of conduct, at the level of character, and at the level of consciousness. And my guest uh, to guide us through um, this original program uh, is Matt D. And uh, welcome back, Matt. Um, really, really good to have you here. So appreciate what you're doing. Nice to be here. Thanks. Okay. So in this episode, Matt, we're, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into uh, the fourth absolute, and that is absolute love. And, and, and you and I were speaking before we started the tape roll, and that uh, it's probably the most important uh, of the four. <laughs> and, and, and we hope we do it justice. Because uh, if people don't get this, um, then it kind of becomes a mechanical, institutional, dogmatic uh, uh, thing. But this is really where the transformation lies in an experience of love and a bringing of love into the world. And so um, I've asked Matt in uh, each of our uh, episodes to go into the All Addicts Anonymous archives and uh, try, try to bring up something that uh, reflects on the absolutes, takes us uh, in, into them in a deeper way and uh, helps, uh, helps us understand them. And uh, you didn't disappoint uh, on this one. So you brought up a piece called uh, No Greater Love. And um, I wonder if you could uh, give us a little background and then e even read it. It's a short article. So off you go, Matt. Yeah, I'd love to. Not to use my word love there in a silly <laughs> fashion. Uh, yeah, so uh, this, I, I, I pulled this piece together. Um, it's material that uh, Tom Power Sr. had uh, had written, and I had uh, bridged into it this um, piece by a man named Sundar Singh, uh, Sadhu Sundar Singh. I could just just give a little background on him. I don't know a hell of a lot about him, but I, I did read some. He was uh, grew up in in India, I believe, and uh, in a. I'm not sure if his family was Sikh. Uh, some some does that sound right? Is yes, yeah, it was. It was. That's correct. I, I, I when you, when you got this reading, I, I did a little research on him too. So fascinating yeah. guy. He was definitely a fascinating guy, and uh, had a vision of 
of Christ as a child and um, set out, went to all kinds of different churches and stuff to to not authenticate his experience, but to to have an exchange with others about his experience with Christ and had this uh, kind of, uh, well, I guess m many of us have seen this. He just, he saw this great divide between his own experience and what he was seeing in these groups of people. It was, you know, a very, very different. There was a, just a, a wide divide. And I think he tried for a while, all kinds of different churches and things. I don't know how he, how he ended up having a relationship with uh, Father Sam Shoemaker, who was instrumental in the, in the 12-step movement in a major way. Uh, I would assume it was through an Oxford group connection. The, the Oxford group had this thing where they were very much in the same way they were trying to make a connection with God, and they were doing it kind of unconventionally at the time by doing it outside of the formal worshiping, you know, churches, if you will. You know, they were really bringing this thing to the blue-collar people and steel mills and, you know, even in governments and all these places where you would think, you know, it would be the last places. Anyway, this is, um, I, I, apparently he was, uh, Sadhu Singh did come to Maryland and was present for Sam Shoemaker's ordination when, when he became a, an Episcopalian priest, whenever that was, that was prior mm -hmm. to his I guess that would have been prior to his meeting with Bookman, I guess. You may know better than I. would I. think so, yes. Yeah, so maybe that, that relationship must have been before that then. Mm -hmm. uh, Shoemaker was already kind of a well-known figure before the Oxford group, too. So um, anyway, that's a side note. Uh, this this is, a, again, this piece gives an account. I feel like this is this is one of the most relatable kind of descriptions of love as an account, uh, as a program person. I wanted to touch on the subject of love, but I wanted to do it very carefully. I was mentioning to you prior to this, before you hit the record button, that each progressive absolute here has made me more and more nervous to talk because of the magnitude and gravity of, of, of what they are and what they mean. And also, in a way, where I measure up to them right. uh, forever, I, well, not forever. When I first got in the program, the subject of honesty didn't really frighten me much until I started to actually find out a little bit more, again, of where I was in relationship to it. And then mm -hmm. every time, every time the, a, a meeting leader said, I'm going to lead today's meeting on honesty, I, my stomach would always just turn, you know, and I, right. oh, God, anything but that, you know, and then you know, then, you, you know, purity is like, oh, my God, the distaste, the amount of who knows right. how many listen to the first few podcasts got to that one and then took off running. You know, it's it's just it it's like, my God, the thought of it and unselfishness, uh, I think if you really take it in, in its in its full gravity as well, you it would it equally is like or, or even more so you're like, oh, my Lord. Then right. somehow we get to the subject of love and we throw this thing around so casually. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it means... I love so, you, brother. I love it, you. It means so <laughs> many things today. And it, and it, and it, 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 it can't be, you know, yeah. it, it really is. We are progressively, and, and Dr. Bob made this actual, you know, statement that, that this one encompasses all the others. Right. And uh, that means, you know, inside love is is honesty, purity, and unselfishness. And if I approach those with a a caution and and a and a and a fear, I think that that fear is is what is born into all. You know, it's like, you, you know, you you start to realize the gravity of these things. Man, when you get to love, this thing is is. The gravity of it is so so large. It's it just I want to make the disclaimer up front that that I'm a guy who's deeply in love or in need of 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 learning how to love more, how to love better. Uh, I'm I'm coming in here as as a guy who's not a you know I'm not a proficient in this subject. I'm somebody who needs who needs help here. But as you mentioned earlier, you know you you um, you teach the things that you need them to learn the most and. Uh, 
So with that only, I would say that I feel, you know, comfortable with being able to even be here to talk on the subject. Uh, just ditto for me, for me, yeah. you know, yeah. I knew when we were approaching this, that this was probably one of the most important episodes that we will ever record here. Yeah. Because yeah. what we're trying to put out to people, I believe, is, is uh, see, what I was told in, when I was in treatment uh, was if you don't find something that feels better than alcohol and drugs, you're going to go back to them. You're going to go back. Yeah. So you got to find that thing. And, and that, yeah. that thing is not honesty. It's not purity. It's not even unselfishness. It is love. Yeah. Uh, the best, most important meeting I was ever at was uh, early, early recovery. And people were talking about what, what really lies at the heart of your addiction. Somebody would say, well, I got a physical, you know, reaction to alcohol. Well, I got I'm crazy. And, and a woman in the back of the room said, I have a love disorder. Yeah. And it just yeah. struck me. And, and, yeah. and, and the truth of it came through. I have a love disorder. I'm not able to give love and I haven't been able to receive love. Yeah. And that's why this thing is so important for, for everybody who's listening. You know, this isn't something to be put on a pedestal. It's something to be uh, experienced, measured. Uh, and, and, and we're going to come up short. So um, yeah, in, in Tom's book, the answer to addiction, he he refers to uh, addiction. Of course, is is it's a threefold, if you will, addiction with with its anchored in the highest part of the person is the spirit, which consists mm -hmm. of uh, intellect. It also is the affects the will, the heart of the person, and then lastly is the love. And he said that uh, the, when you're at an an addict, full-blown addiction, the only thing that you love, your your love has become so infantile and so egotistical. The only thing that you love is the illusory freedom, which the substance or the yeah. addictive behavior gives you for a short period. That becomes your your, your whole love. And, and the thing about it is it, it almost... It's uh, and we'll get to the reading in a second, but it it it's it's a if you see an addict in that condition in which many of us were at a time, it it almost reflects the actions of of divine love. Like uh, an addict is so willing to sacrifice. I heard a story of a of a gal a couple of years ago, and this just struck me. She was a, a mother with a child. She had uh, been shooting up heroin had uh, had formed an infection in her arm it went she it went septic uh she had sepsis and then ended up with uh, her liver had swollen to three times its normal size and she ended up it was just a terrible awful situation she lost her child her family event ended up having to abandon her because of her behavior and she willing to risk everything and you in your whole life your 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 actual physical life, your health, your well-being, your sanity, your child, your family, your money, everything in in all this world, you're willing to to sacrifice that for this thing. And it's like divine love looks exactly like that too, except this the the object in which it is that you sacrifice these things for is is God himself. It's such. You, you know, an addict is is so willing to to make this sacrifice, but this it's just it's a very different object mm -hmm. at the center of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's go with the story. <laughs> Let's go with the story. Okay, so this is called "No Greater Love," no greater and that's love. a reference to uh, John fifteen thirteen, which says, "Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends." When you first get into the program, you find yourself being helped by people who have been in the same kind of trouble you are in and who are recovering. But very soon you enter another phase where you yourself are helping others. You begin to work with people wherever their misery has brought them, and you begin to experience the tremendous truth of a very old concept. It really is better to give than to receive. Not only are those who have accepted the help rescued from personal degradation and disaster, 
but our society has gained an experienced lifetime worker in a critical field of human suffering. Because the only way you can keep the treasure of recovery is to spend your life giving it away. It is great when people are helping you, but it is even greater when you can help others. Real power flows into you from this activity. You become a conductor of agape, the divine love. You put yourself in the line of transmission where God's burning charity is pouring out to his children. The mercy irradiates you as it passes through to the person you are helping. This, of course, is a reiteration of a very old truth. Give and you shall receive. In the beginning, it is right for a person who is new to the program to take what others have to give. But shortly after this, they will want to give back that which had been so freely given to them. The following account, as told by Sadhu Sundar Singh, is a very powerful witness of what happens when you accept or reject this basic truth. And here's his piece. The great gift of service is that it also helps the one who serves. Once, when traveling in Tibet, I was crossing a high mountain pass with my Tibetan guide. The weather had suddenly turned bitterly cold, and my companion and I feared that we might not make it to the next village, still several miles away, before succumbing to the frost. Suddenly, we stumbled upon a man who had slipped from the path and was lying in the snow. Looking more closely, I discovered that the man was still alive, though barely. Come, I said to my companion. Help me to try to bring this unfortunate man to safety. But my companion was upset and frightened for his life. He answered, If we try to carry that man, none of us will ever reach the village. We will all freeze. Our only hope is to go on as quickly as possible and that is what I intend to do. You will come with me if you value your life. Without another word and without looking back, he set off down the path. I could not bring myself to abandon the helpless traveler while life remained in him. So I lifted him on my back and threw my blanket around us both as best I could. Slowly and painstakingly, I picked my way along the steep, slippery path with my heavy load. Soon it began to snow, and I could make out the way forward only with great difficulty. How we made it, I do not know. But just as daylight was beginning to fade, the snow cleared, and I could see houses a few hundred yards ahead. Near me, on the ground, I saw the frozen body of my guide, nearly within shouting distance of the village. He had succumbed to the cold and died, while the unfortunate traveler and I made it to safety. The exertion of carrying him and the contact of our bodies had created enough heat to save us both. This is the way of service. No one can live without the help of others, and in helping others, we receive help ourselves. That's the end of the piece. Yeah, Dr. Bob says love and service are our code and they they intermingle with one another or or neither is real. Uh, stories are so important and uh, it's um, it's really how deep deep information is conveyed. Uh, and and the, the big book has stories. Jesus told stories. Uh, and we identify with the characters in the story. And, and when I read this one uh, and, and meditated on it for a while, uh, I, I started, I, I could identify with all three of the characters. And uh, so I thought it would be fun to, not fun, <laughs> educational, helpful, uh, and fun. What the hell? We're, we're a fun bunch. Um, to go go through each one and and try to try to Matt, if you could help us identify the first guy was of course the one who had and I love this phrase who had slipped from the path. Yeah. yeah. So he's laying on the side of the road. It's like the Good Samaritan deal. Yeah. 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 This is very much. I mean, I think I believe this is a true account, but it's it's very much a parable. 
you know, mm -hmm. uh, right. is given here. Parable is is something where there is a, is a a truth that is communicated that is higher than the factual data in which it's given to you. Right. Right. And there is there's just so much meaning built into this actual account. Yeah. And you you start off with this first guy, which is where we start off. In in a way, in the spiritual life, is we've we've fallen from the Panthers, or we were damn near dead. <laughs> we're damn near dead. Actually, we were talking about this before. We find ourselves uh, in this condition sometimes uh, in 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 the spiritual life. You know, you 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 do find yourself. You know, yeah, this years, isn't a one-time deal. The, the, we go back and forth amongst these three characters. <laughs> and it's real. Know. Yeah, it's real important to realize that. That's that there right. are some days right. when I'm laying on the side of the road. Yes. Oh God! When I first got the program, my whole my whole aim was uh, I was going to be the guy who ended up, you know, getting the sobriety and then being able to give the speeches that the that the new people could listen to. And it's like, no, no, no! You find yourself falling off the side of the cliff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so we start off with that first person here, and he is a guy that has has fallen off the off the path. What we know about him is be, beyond that is that he is he's destitute. Obviously, he's broken in a certain way, right? This is a guy who's who ca who cannot make it without the intervention of of some kind of help outside of himself, and that's what we know about this character. The book says there's millions of them. <laughs> yes, yes. And the world the world is in need of uh, people who can bring hope and change to to those people that's yes. why the 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 oxford group deal was out to change the world yeah. and um uh, i hope it's still it's not too late for that so anyway so there yeah. he is yeah he he and we are are laying there in absolute need of of a couple of people to come along to come along uh, so let's look at the the man who helps. Yeah, let me say this real quick first: is that we have no idea how long this guy was trying to save himself. That's an, an, a natural instinct of the person we talked about uh, in last podcast about the the greater and the lesser self, and the lesser self has got interest for its of in its own self, and and that's not a a negative thing, and um and and. Most likely, this person was trying to do everything he could to save himself, and got to a point where where he had he couldn't keep fighting. <laughs> and then that brings you upon when, when you become the conditions. These are the conditions for actually accepting accepting the help that comes to you. So we're now looking at the that the at the status Singh who's now w willing to help this guy out. Right mm -hmm. now, what we know about. Uh, Sadhu Singh and and the guide are are uh, what we know about them is they are both in a condition of of fear. They both uh, are frightened. Um, they're afraid for their lives. It's the human and condition. It is the human condition, and it is the first instinct of the lesser self. It's just it's just it's going to think of itself itself and its own well being. Uh, However, he recognizes a thing that I find um, almost uh, Mother Teresa-esque about this thing. He says, as long as he has life in him, he is, he's worth saving. And, uh, you know, there's, you, you hear this thing of, you know, Mother Teresa used to get questioned all the time. Like, how did you pick up all these, you know, 40,000 lepers off the street, you know, and, and she, of course, would say I, I one at a time, but that she recognized Christ in them. Right. You know, it was, it, she saw life in them, uh, Zoe, you know, it, there was life still left in this man. And, um, and that was the thing that, that uh, Sadar Singh was, he was willing to sacrifice his life for the life that was in this man, right? Which is the no greater love. So he so he goes and he helps and he and he obviously pulls him up and out 
sets him up on on his on his shoulders, puts a blanket over him, and 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 progresses on the path now with with an additional uh, burden, if you will. Right. With um, you know, it's not easy going. Uh, he says the word painstakingly and slowly, right? the The idea is out of fear. Uh, you can't you can't make your you can't save your life and do this thing slowly and painstakingly, right? The lesser self says no. If if you got to do this thing quickly and easily as much as possible, or or you're going to peril. He says, uh, you know, my my my, my, fir my first sponsor Floyd spent eleven years on Skid Row, and he 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 was he was a counselor, he was director of counseling in the treatment center I, I went to. And he said he always wanted to put a big banner in his office that said, people are a pain in the ass. Yeah. But he thought it probably wasn't a good, a good way to <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. I mean, you, you come up against the guy who's laying in the, in the gutter there and, and you're confronted with these two selves that you're talking about, right? And, and they're both yeah. real. Don't don't fool yourself. Uh, one of the things I love about Rich, Richard Rohr helped me a great deal uh, in, in saying that uh, you know he 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 visited with uh, some of the sisters who lived with Mother Teresa, and um, he said she could be a real pain in the ass. You know, is what the sisters. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it made it endeared Mother Teresa to me in, in a whole new way. That, yeah, well, that, these things. Yeah, go ahead. No, just that we're both. We're both. And it's in. That's the the thing that I was saying earlier about these absolutes. That there's that the pro progressive kind of nervousness that's involved. There's there's an additional tension. It's like it's only in in the tension itself that the mm -hmm. heat is created. You know, and we talk about that, and we'll talk about it more here in a second. But that's, that's right. the that's the actual thing that saved their lives together. Right. is this actual heat that's done in tension that's done that's done um as as frank bookman used to say you can't administer eye medicine from a second story window it has to be done intimately and upfront, and that means there's tension there there's character defects that are rubbing up against one another there's there's you know there's difficulties there's all kinds of stuff that's getting worked out it's not comfortable it's not easy. It's not. It's not the lesser self's aim. It ends up being something other than that. And what Jung would say, it 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 is this clash. This uh, the these two uh, opposites coming in 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 collision with one another. That's the only thing strong enough to create a new consciousness. Yeah. And that's what this story is portraying, uh, that, yep. that there's a new consciousness uh, that, that, and that's, that's the love part uh, that is stronger than uh, any of us, yeah. but can act yeah. through us and overcome the fear and overcome addiction. Yeah, but don't ever forget that we're that third guy too. We're, we're the one who says no, 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 no. Enough's enough. I've done enough. The third yeah. guy comes in. Obviously, is is truncated self in the sense that it's just it's just lower self. There yeah. isn't this consideration for yeah. for others. Remember, we were talking about the, the with the lesser and greater self. The lesser self is concerned with itself. Right. The greater self is concerned with with that which is outside of itself, but also includes the lesser self. Right. And and so in in this case, it's truncated. This this is a person who who says, uh, "If you value your own life, you will go right now." Right. This is a person who is valuing his own life, thinking only of himself, thinking only of his own well being, um, and and because it's truncated, he cannot see. He says. Our only hope is to go as quickly as possible. He has no hope outside of 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 this this um, truncated small hope for saving his own life. His hope doesn't extend beyond that. 
right? Where the other person's hope extends, uh, Sadhu Singh's extends beyond that. Uh, he doesn't know what his fate is going to be. Uh, he's assuming it's probably, I'm assuming that he's thinking it's, it's very well mean, mean peril, but he would rather perish with, with, with this other person than going alone. So it's, this is another critical point about this third character. This person has decided to go it alone. He's going to do this thing himself. <laughs> he's going to, and and uh, and and when and it already stated that he's he's in he's in fear, right? This is a guy right. that big big book uses that term driven by fear, you know, self delusion, so on. This is a guy who's driven by fear. He wants to save his own life, and in a way, you say, well, geez, what the hell's wrong with that? Right. Uh, it is the first instinct and inclination of a human being. You see someone drowning, the first thought is, oh my God, if I jump in there and try to save them, I may drown too. That's right. But then something else comes in and says, you know, it, uh, do you have this conversation with yourself in this intellectual philosophical terms? No, something says, there is something I need to, I need to save this person. I need to try. And you jump in. It breaks in uh, in the consciousness. It, 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 it's an introduction to some to the power greater than self, yeah. small self. Yeah. And, and from time to time, it breaks in, and 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 takes the wheel. <laughs> yep. And you go with yep. it. Yep. And if you yeah. don't go with it, you, you you're going to wind up like the other guy. That's right. And so the the saving. The saving power here uh, was it, it. The reason I chose this piece again, uh, out of a caution for not being superficial or sentimental or right. trite on the subject of of love. This is one way that addicts. First of all, there's a built-in component as this reading prior to the Sadhu Sundar Singh material was saying that you have to do this if you if you want to save yourself, which is what happened in this account. Uh, right. The treasure of recovery, you, you only can can experience it if you give it away, right? And um, in, in this particular um, thing of the Sato Singh, where he, the actual thing that is saving you is, it, it is, it, it is agape, right? So as Tom says here, uh, it is great when people are helping you, but it is even greater when you can help others. Real power flows into you from this activity. You become a conductor of agape, the divine love. You put yourself in the line of transmission. So you're in a line of transmission. Remember, we are not the source mm. and seat of, of that, right? Uh, how it is that we have any, just even in a physical sense, how you stick a thermometer in your mouth and it reads, you know, whatever it is, 98.6 or whatever, how that even happens itself is some kind of a miracle. Uh, there's some kind of, 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 you know, at any moment that God decides to depart from you, your own Zoe, your own life, uh, that temperature becomes very different. And uh, your life departs from this, you know, this physical body. And that's uh, the way that's the way to understand this absolute that you <laughs> had a vision right there when you were speaking. That you stick a thermometer, a spiritual thermometer in your mouth, and, and you take your spiritual temperature. What yeah. what what's my agape level? What's my love level? Is love flowing into me and out from me, or is it stopped up in some way? Yeah. And and, and, and what I'm gonna find is it's stopped up yeah and, and there the, are precious the, moments when it's flowing and that's what feels better than the alcohol or the drugs but i got to get back to that i got to get back to the, the the clash of these two selves selfishness self-centeredness as we looked at last time you know uh it's there don't deny it but but through the love of God acting through me, I become a channel for that. We had great checkpoints for this in the Oxford group 
and and their what their their greatest ones were are you getting your quiet time this is where you become an adequate conductor for the transmission that's right, right? you know I'm, de- I'm i work on a farm i deal with electricity quite a bit i don't understand it very well but i i know enough to know what i need to know which is what to touch what not to touch what things conduct better than others your your prayer time is to make yourself an adequate and sufficient conductor uh i know electricity doesn't travel through wood same way that it that it does certain kinds of metals right that's what the quiet time was for the other thing was in the oxford group and and obviously got totally brought into into aa is the other place that you find out where you are in relationship to this is is how are how are you doing helping other people so that right. that 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 slogan again of if you're not winning you're sinning it's like that yeah. shows you where you're at in relationship to this i think this whole thing came in in a, such a beautiful way with with bill wilson's spiritual experience we we talk about it a lot it is it's an experience of 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 light and so many other things, but I think he was literally baptized in agape, God's love. So agape is this divine love. There, there are, if you are interested in in studying it, some I've been listening to um, C.S. Lewis's book, uh, The Four Loves, but she just breaks it down into the mm-hmm. four Greek uh, names for love. There are three natural loves. One is affection that you have for different things uh storge it's 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 usually in relationship to a parent has for a child but it can be for a dog or a dog for a cat it's it's just affection there is um philia which is brotherly love i live near philadelphia uh mm-hmm. it's friendship uh there is eros which is sexual love uh we talked some about that in in the absolute purity when we were there um then then those are the natural loves, but there is this higher love, and this is selfless love. This is d- divine. This is the divine love, God's love for man, and this is the thing that 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 I think that Wilson was enveloped in because he he says I came out of it with one main thing, which was um, I was going to be okay, mm-hmm. but the, but it was contingent that I go and help other people. And that's what this whole thing is about. And I think, like, that's a reflection, like your willingness to, as you said, you know, uh, Dr. Bob's mentioned, I mean, he made a couple of statements about the program where where he referred to love. He said, you know, um, if you simmer down the 12 steps to their core, they mean love and service, right? Uh, Exactly. That's what this thing is. If you could take one word, uh, I had this, I've, you know, I've been making myself a little vulnerable occasionally on this podcast and saying things about myself. I had a a uh, fifth step that I did many years ago, and I brought in some stuff about how I wasn't a very good husband. And it had to do with, well, uh, I I wasn't thinking about the subject of of love so much, but I was thinking, of course, in my own truncated view of myself and the you know the guilt and embarrassment of admitting things and stuff. And right. uh, I was I was desperately trying to force through egotistical means ways of change onto my wife, and. Uh, this is what my my uh, the person who I in my fifth step he said, he said that the that the twelve steps and I was make I was having no success of course you know everybody would know you 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 try to force somebody into change I can't even make myself do things that I want to do half the time and I'm uh, somehow under the foolish notion I'm going to make my wife do these things, and um, this is what he said to me I've never forgotten it he said um, that very thing of of Doctor Bob's statement although he wasn't referring to dr bob he said if the 12 steps if you if you were to to some summarize them down boil them down to one thing they would be love he said i promise you that if you try to give your wife the program in that form she will never reject it Mm -hmm. i thought (laughs) i've never forgotten that uh no matter how short i fall 
it's like this really is some you know boiled down thing of of all of what this thing is about it has to be broken out for our understanding and practice and other things uh and i think if if we just talked about love only it would it would go into sentimentality and other things but mm. this thing really is about this willingness to selflessly help someone else out to care about them to consider them to think about them to put yourself in the, in their shoes all the things that that happens if you do the inventory work that that um look you know the 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 character defects that we've been talking about you and you look at the selfishness and the dishonesty all of that all that's driving you towards this central thing which is and and this is why the 12th step which is broken into three parts this is why it says you know uh passing this thing on to other people because it's like and it comes at the very end all of this is built up so that so that we can be part of the transmission of this thing. We do not generate this love on our own. We are just a conduit for it. But when when you are when you uh, are a reception for it and and a he calls it transmission. Tom calls it transmission. When you actually have it transmitted through you, it doesn't just alter the other person. It alters you at the same time. Right. This is this is Lois saying to Bill. Yes, you've been trying to help all these people. Nobody gets sober, but look at you. You know, there is some transforming thing that happens. And I think this is what came out of Bill Wilson's experience in the hospital. It was, you're going to be okay, but that's contingent upon you uh, carrying this message to other people. That's our primary aim here. That's right. Um... Kind of, you know, one of the purposes of this whole series is to get back to the original program, uh, how it evolved. And um, I got my introduction to it through a guy named Earl Husband in Oklahoma City 30 years ago. And uh, and I've talked about this before. He, he introduced me to the Oxford Group program before there were steps. And one of the things he said, and I spent about three hours with him that night. And um, one of the things he said was um, th that these people read things. They were readers. And the three primary uh, things that they read, both in Oxford Group and in early AA, uh, were the Sermon on the Mount, uh, the Letter of James. And, and then the third one was uh, 1 Corinthians 13. And he's told me a little story that I've just never forgotten. He said, this is before the big book existed. And, uh, and what, what, so they'd read that these drunks would get together and they, they'd read first Corinthians 13. And, uh, and, and when, when you and I were talking about, oh, you bring a story, I'll bring a story. And I wanted to bring this story because it was based, uh, it was based on, uh, the book that they loved was, uh, Drummond's the greatest thing in the world. And it's the love chapter. Uh, uh, in Paul's letter to the first letter to the Corinthians, it's chapter 13. It's read at every wedding, just about, you know? And uh, I thought I'd, I'd go through it briefly. I won't do the whole thing, but it talks about love and, it, and, and, it, and it's, and what they would do, what these guys would do was they'd pick one of these characteristics of love and go home and put it into practice in their lives, you know? So hey Charlie, you know tonight, this week we're gonna we're gonna be patient and kind, and we're gonna go home. We're gonna try practice being patient and kind. And then we're gonna come back here next week and say how'd it go. So here here here's the reading: If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, or if I quote the big book left and right, but have not love, or the Bible. I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. 
It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Um, it, it, it's a showstopper. <laughs> it just calls us to look at where are we on this journey of learning love. Merton, Merton said an interesting thing, I thought, that uh, he was asked once, did he believe in the afterlife? And his response was, well, I, I do believe that it, it has to continue in some way, because learning how to love is the toughest damn thing anybody goes through. And if that can't be uh, continued in some way, uh, kind of a waste of time. So um, that, that was really, really helpful to me that, um, that, that this is not some pious, uh, religious kind of uh, document. It's, it's, and that's what the Oxford group is trying to do. Take these things and put them into action. Ch change yourself. And love has the power to change us. Oh. Yeah. There was, anyway, it was, uh, it was at uh, a memorial service for Dr. Bob after, uh, obviously after he passed. Um, Bill Wilson had said this. He said, I, "I never can forget those mornings and those nights at the Smiths. Mm. I can never forget Annie reading to us and the two or three drunks who were hanging on out of the Bible." I couldn't possibly say how many times we read Corinthians on love, how many times we read the entire book of James with loving emphasis on that line, faith without works is dead. It did make a very deep impression on me. So from the very beginning, there was reciprocity. Everybody was teacher and everybody was pupil and nobody needed to look up or down to the others. I think like they really, when they said in the big book, you know, love and tolerance is our code. I think mm -hmm. they, they, they really meant it. I think they did do that. They studied this thing. They tried to understand what it meant. They tried to go out and, and carry it to others. They tried to practice it in all their affairs, in their home exchanges, in their life, in their business exchanges, in everything they did. They took this very seriously. They, I think they did understand the gravity of what this what this thing means, you know, not just um, superficially tossing around big words like like love. The other thing I think they understood, and Tom touches on this in his book *Invitation to a Great Experiment*, is that in there's a critical understanding of something about the human about human nature and trying to practice these things. If if you are in spiritual sleep. You cannot practice the absolutes, any of them, really. Uh, you, you you can, fortunately, in God's creation here, you can approach them where you're at. Everybody's got a little touch of honesty in them and a little touch of purity and a little touch of unselfishness and a little touch of love. And that's key. Like, hang on to what touch you do have, because that's the thing that allows you to, to grab on to, to practicing it uh, and 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 accepting more of it um what little bit you do have is is a great gift but you but you can't get very far in sleep and i think when we talk about the word love and i'm gonna go out and and try to love other people or love myself or whatever very often it, we're doing this in in actual sleep that's why these guys it was so critical in the early days that they said get your quiet time in yeah. Like do do the things that helps you awaken, right? This is the kind of thing that helps you to to awake. My capacity to love actually is not forward. It is it is it's it's vertical. It is above me. You know, it's like ability <laughs> to love somebody else is is above me in a certain sense. Where I'm at right now probably is 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 mostly in the lower self the person that that's considering myself my my, my belly and its hunger 
you know, my drizzly, whatever, you know, my, my work situation not being what I wanted, the, the person driving too slow in front of me or what have you. And it's like to, to awaken is to remember that the, the, the higher self, which is this, you, you are not the center of the universe. There are things that are greater than you. There are things more important than you. You are on an equal plane with some of these things, but these things come from God himself, and that is above us now. And also in us, the great reality in is us. within. So it is accessible. I love the way you, you put that, Matt, that <laughs> there's a little bit of this. No, no matter how far down yeah. you may be, yeah. there's a little yeah. bit of this. And it's like a little burning ember, you know? And sometimes I'll do a meditation. It's like, it's like okay, I see this little ember in my heart. It's about all I got. It's, it's just this little piece of coal that's uh, kind of on fire. Uh, and, blow on and it. If, and if you come at uh, and if you come at the subject of love with the self truncated, it's going to you know with the with it being the the the, the lower self. That's mm -hmm. egotistical. Um, that's an egotistical approach to this thing. And there is a lot of that that is said these days. You know, you got to love yourself, and that's true. But as we've yeah. been saying already as a correction, it, it is the it's the greater self that also loves the lesser self. You know, it, it right. has appreciation for it. And yeah. I think when you come at it in an ego, egotistical, truncated fashion, I hear it all the time in the program. You know, there's all this talk of self-care and self-love and those things in a balanced way are, are very good. But you see in this account, in the Bill Wilson account, in, in 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 the early AA and Oxford group account, it was like you put the as long as there's life in this person, uh, we're willing to sacrifice everything for for this this cause, this thing. Right? They're not they're not talking to themselves in that way, but you become willing to to be there for this person. They may have barf on their breath. They may mm. stink. You know, I mean, this is not this is not a a, a lovely you know affair yeah, here. This is this is we're usually not pretty when we begin. <laughs> we are not pretty, you know. And I think this is why why you have an account of like a Mother Teresa as feisty yeah. as as she may be. They did what early AA tried to do is is divest yourself from anything that may prevent you from from being able to make contact with this love, and that is right. the obstacles of money and um, fame and success you know this is why they were going so far out of their way in the beginning to uh be careful how they related to money and anonymity right. and fame and all this it was it really is and 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 uh you know bill they use this term the, the language of the heart there's obviously a reference mm -hmm. there there to love it is you know this this communication one guy to another you know it you know this this the tension of the whole thing it's where the heat is produced it is the saving power that 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 both lifts you and and very often the other person you hope you know the other person is in god's hands but your willingness to be able to practice this thing so you have something to offer another person it it gives you what the thing that that love does because it's so it comes from heaven itself is it, it gives you joy it's like, my God, this is the thing that I wanted all along. This is the yeah. thing I, I yearned for all along. And here it is in, in, in becoming a, a adequate and proper conduit for, for God's love to give to somebody else. If you try to keep it for yourself like this, uh, like this, this guide, you end right. up dead. You end up dead. Yeah. So let me let me finish off First Corinthians thirteen because yeah. uh, it, it 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 takes us on that progression. Paul says, "When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now, we see in a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall fully understand, even as I have been." fully understood. So faith, hope, love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So, um, well, uh, Matt, you did a great job of uh, uh, leading us uh, through this uh, very important discussion. 
because it's it is the thing uh, that I think addicts are are looking for in all the wrong places, you know. Uh, and but we but we have to feel like we are on a journey that is leading to something more than just not drinking, not drugging, you know, not sexing, but is more satisfying. Yeah. And, and, and I think love, real love, agape love, as you're speaking of it, uh, is what we're made for. And when we, fee we feel that wholeness in ourselves that fills the whole. So um, very beautiful, Chester, beautiful. Go, go. Chester, this is my last. I'll wrap up here. I'll yeah. just say Ch Chesterton said that something uh, that's worth doing is worth doing badly. And I would just say, you know, <laughs> it's worth trying to love, even if it's done badly. You know, yes. that's it's it's worth it. You know, to to keep trying. You know, and it's going to uh, be done badly. It's going to be done badly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, why I, I take my inventory first thing in the morning. How did I do yesterday? With yeah. uh, with loving and honest and pure and unselfish, and. 99% of the time it's, well, you screwed up here, but I don't get yelled at. That's, that's the beautiful part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get yelled yeah. at for it. Uh, uh, I, get, I get encouraged to, to go, go again, get up. I do want to recommend it. Just a couple books that I found yeah. helpful on this subject. And then, uh, then I think I'm all here. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, the, the, that first Corinthians reading out of early AA is is just it's key. Um, the other is uh, these, and now these are just ones that I found very useful. I recommend "What Men Live By" by Leo Tolstoy. It's a very short read. It could be done in about twenty five minutes. The other is um, "The Four Loves" by C.S. Lewis, just to have an understanding of the different components of love. It, it may not be for everyone. There is actually a, an, an audio version of him reading it. It's on, on, you can find it online. It's important, I think, to understand the aspects of, of love and, and uh, in their form. It's not just one thing. I think we conflate it often. Right. And uh, lastly, I, I um, and I have not read all of his books. He wrote a lot because he was poor and he had to, to support his large family. But uh, I recommend... Um, any novel by George MacDonald, he just, this thing gets communicated best through through novels and creation right. of some kind through music. We've talked about that before, uh, but his novels, it just that this thing of love comes through in mm. such a way. Sometimes the entire book just brings you right to it and you end up, you know, with soaking, you know, <laughs> your, everything around you because uh, you just, you just realize this thing of, of uh, it's it, you can't put it into words. All you can say is love. And yeah. I, so, I will you. try my best to put as many of these things into the show notes as possible. The story that Matt read will, will be there, and uh, links to as many PDFs uh, uh, versions of of some of the books and things that uh, Matt just mentioned. I'll try to research those and put them in the show notes and. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matt wanted, or is, is he has a project uh, of, uh, and, and someday we'll, we'll do a, a series on this, great books on the way to God. Uh, and it's so important that, that we, um, in, our, in our quiet time in the morning, in addition to the two-way prayer, we're also educating ourselves, reading uh, from the teachers who have uh, gone the route and, and have something to say. Uh, to us and uh, vital it's vital that, that uh, we supplement our you know people who say everything's in the big book well big book <laughs> go, go find out what other people I mean they encourage us to go and and the pioneers were great readers and and they read a lot of this material and that's how they um, uh, kind of formed the program and speaking of that in, in, in next week we're going to start looking at the 12 steps and uh, how they evolved, how how they how they came from the Oxford group, and 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 migrated into the twelve steps. And Matt will uh, 
lead us through that. And I'm looking forward to it. And so, Matt, I want to thank you for being a great guide uh, on this um, uh, episode and uh, look forward to the, to the next. And I want to thank you guys for listening. I, I hope it, uh, uh, as Matt and I said, we, we, we both uh, approach this with a little fear and trepidation because it's, it's really important. And uh, we wanted to do the very best we could to communicate a little sense of hope and uh, direction to people who are uh, perhaps struggling with God or what, what's, what this love thing is, is all about. So thank you guys for listening. Hope it was helpful. Come on back. Uh, look forward to next time. Mm -hmm.